I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always lets us know what's going on in the way of scams, especially in Santa Barbara. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Patty, I've often talked about identity theft, and I've often warned our listeners about giving out personal information, but I realize I haven't really talked that much about all the different ways that scammers can get our information and what they will do with it once they have it. Yeah, and I know, Vicki, that they can do a lot of damage, and it can take a long time, sometimes even years, to repair the damage that they do and clean up all the compromised accounts. That's so true. And I thought the best way to talk about this was to give some real life examples from all of the crime reports that I receive really on a daily basis. So I'll start with one of the most basic ways that thieves get our identity. In this case, a pair of thieves stole all kinds of personal identifying information by simply breaking into parked cars. And they were able to get checks, credit cards, driver's licenses, and all kinds of other information. And you can see how that can happen a lot of times, especially in Santa Barbara. You park by a hiking trail, you park by the beach, and you don't want to be carrying your purse and all your information with you. So they leave them in the car. What did the crooks do with the stolen items? Well, they used the victim's information to write and deposit fraudulent checks. They forged victim signatures and withdrew thousands of dollars. Of course, they spent all the money. They even opened a bank account using one of the victim's stolen information. And Patty, this is funny. They were finally caught in a parking lot breaking into yet another car. Yeah, I was going to say the lesson is make sure you lock your car and cover up your valuables, even if they don't look valuable so that they're not stolen. But I guess sometimes they just break right in anyway. Yep. It's, these are crimes of opportunity often. So I'm going to go now to a more sophisticated example. This thief used a skimming device at a bank ATM. And then after he did that, was somehow able to get the victim's name, social security number, and date of birth. Ooh, that's not good. What did he do with that information? Well, this thief actually opened a checking account at the victim's own bank. Oh, no. (laughs) I I I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny at all, but it's like, what nerve? What nerve is right. Of course, he drained the victim's account using an unauthorized debit card. Then, get this, he applied for various lines of credit using the victim's name and also applied to FEMA for a disaster loan. Patty, in all, he stole about $420,000 in around a year's period of time. Boy, that is one bold thief to do all that right under the nose of the victim with the victim's own bank. I know, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? It is. Um, So, Patty, in another example, the thief simply took over another person's identity. She made a fake driver's license with the victim's name, address, date of birth, and driver's license number, and also a fake social security card with the victim's name and social security number. 
And what did the thief do with these fake documents? She did a lot of things, Patty. She leased an apartment. She got a loan for a Mercedes. Oh, my. She purchased furniture on credit. She opened an email account. She got insurance and utilities, all using this other woman's name and identifying information. And get this, she even used a forged license at a traffic stop. Boy, she sure did go to town with those (laughs) fake documents. That's just horrible. It's amazing all the things that can be done with just a fake ID. That's right. So here's another example where the crooks were more sophisticated. They were somehow able to access the online system used by banks and credit unions everywhere. And once they got into this system, they identified different customers, and then they simply purchased personal information about those customers on the dark web. And as we know, all of our information is out there on the dark web available for a price. They then called the customer posing as bank security personnel and got the victim to share the one-time code that a bank will send to a customer when the customer needs to reset their password. And once they had this code, they drained the victim's account and simply moved on to the next victim. And these crimes were committed entirely online. Wow. So once they had the victim's contact and bank information, they went fishing for the last bit of information they needed to complete the crime. That's right. So here's the last example. A group of conspirators posed as Navy contracting agents. Now, they somehow convinced companies to sell equipment to them without making a prior payment. They then used a victim's stolen identity to lease a facility where they could store and ship this stolen equipment out of state where then they were sold. And we are talking about TVs, smartphones, tablets, flat screens, electronic equipment. That is very clever because if the merchandise was discovered, nothing would lead back to the crooks. That's correct. Patty, these are all different ways and very clever and sophisticated ways that thieves can steal our identities. So I want to end with some good news. A couple of times in this story, I've mentioned the dark web, where, as I said, basically all our information can be found and accessed by crooks for a price. So here's a headline from a recent bulletin I got from the Department of Justice. Now, this is interesting. The headline is, SSNDOB Marketplace, a series of websites that listed more than 20 million social security numbers for sale, seized and dismantled in international operation. So this was a website, Patty, that had been operating for years and actually advertised on the dark web the sale of personal information. And they listed the personal information for approximately 24 million individuals in the United States. Who knows? You and I could have been on that list. Mm-hmm. But thanks to the great work of the FBI and others, this organization is no longer in business. And here's a quote from the U.S. attorney who was handling the case. And I think that this is well said. The theft and misuse of personal information is not only criminal, but can have a catastrophic impact on individuals for years to come. Identity theft can have a devastating impact on a victim's long-term emotional as well as financial health. Taking down the SSN DOB website 
disrupted ID theft criminals and helped millions of Americans whose personal information was compromised. So that is some good news. That is good news. Thank you for telling us that and about the dark web. I don't really know much about the dark web, how you get on that portion of the internet, but sometime we'll have to have somebody tell us that too. Yeah. Thank you. And would you give your fraud hotline number? Absolutely. It's area code 805-568-2442. Again, 805-568-2442. And I do welcome your calls. Thank you, Vicki. Until next week. Bye. Bye.